You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Our scripture today comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? <coughs> Excuse me, for we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Thank you, I have a little tickle. In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is the, to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him... Bring me word so that I may go and pay homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. <coughs> when they saw that star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh and having born, been warned in a dream not to return to Herod they left uh, for their own country by another road this is the word of God for the people of God thanks be to God let's pray together Lord may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable and welcome in your sight O God our rock and our redeemer amen well, throughout Advent, we've listened to all the beautiful stories that we find around the birth of Jesus. This morning, we're going to take a different route. We're going to hear a story about someone that we imagine existed. The Story of the Other Wise Men is a book written by Henry Van Dyke. It was published way back in 1895. It's a beautiful story grounded in the teachings of Jesus. Now, I don't know if this story really happened, but I would like to pretend that it did. So we're going to talk about it today. The story starts with a man, a man named Artaban who lives in Persia. He's busy making the arrangements that he needs to make to meet up with the other three wise men that we hear about in Scripture. Those wise ones had noticed a star in the sky. They were people who studied the heavens and wrote down everything that they observed. The alignment of this star was something that they needed to study and learn more about. They had a sense that this star was the sign of something exciting, something new happening in the world. 
Now, we don't know if the star was a comet or a supernova or an eclipse because we have records of all those things happening back then. It may have just been a bright star that was newly discovered in the sky. But whatever they saw, it was exciting enough to motivate all of them to travel long distances. So they planned and, uh, to make a trip to Bethlehem to see what it's all about. Our friend, the fourth wise man named Artaban, he packed three gifts of his own to give. There was a valuable sapphire. There was a beautiful ruby and a flawless pearl. Each of these gifts were very special and extremely expensive. He wanted to make sure that he had the most amazing gifts that he could bring to this new king that he's going to find wherever the star is resting. So Artaban started on his journey. He was riding hard on horseback, desperately trying to meet up with the meeting place with the other three kings before they started on their journey. Time was short, and he didn't have a minute to spare. But on his journey, he notices a figure, a man just off the side of the road, who was very obviously sick and in trouble. Artaban was torn. His nature was to help and to be of service. But if he did that, he's going to miss the caravan with his other buddies headed to Bethlehem. He made a choice to stop and help the stranger, which meant that he totally missed the other wise men. So now he's on his own to travel across the barren desert. And because he missed the other wise men, Artaban had to create his own caravan of leaders and of camels to cross the, de to the desert. He needed all of those supplies, but the supplies cost him some money. So he sold his sapphire to raise the funds that he needed. Artaban was extremely disappointed because he really wanted to give this beautiful sapphire to the king. But soon his caravan was moving and they traveled as fast as they could, trying to catch the other group. When Artaban and his caravan arrived in Bethlehem, they discovered that the three wise men had already left and he didn't have a clue where to find the king. Artaban was extremely disappointed again. So he found a place to stay there in Bethlehem, and he thought about what he should do. And as he was eating a meal with his host family, they were all startled when this army of soldiers came into the small village. He was astonished and extremely angry as the soldiers ran around hurting people. He went to the door and witnessed the pain and heard all the terrified cries of the families and the parents trying to save their little ones. Then the soldiers came to the door where he was, and in that home there was an infant, an infant boy that King Herod wanted gone. Artaban quickly, without any thought, took the ruby and gave it to the captain of the guard and bribed him to save the infant in the house. He didn't even have to think twice. It was a sacrifice he was willing to make. But now both the sapphire and the ruby are gone. Hardiman was sad, but he was comforted by the fact that he had saved a life and he had the precious pearl left to give the king. He began his long search for this king that he was traveling so far to find. His journey took him all the way to Egypt, and he discovered once he got there that the Holy Family, who was staying there to stay safe from King Herod, 
they already went back. They already went home. They returned to Israel, and he had no idea where he was going to find them again. So let's jump ahead about 30 years into our story. Artaban failed to find the king, but he never, ever gave up on his quest. So now he's in the city of Jerusalem at the time of Passover. But once again, he witnessed the soldiers doing the king's dirty work or the leader's dirty work. It was a procession with a man carrying his own cross. It took Artaban a few hours of asking around everywhere to find out who this person was. But when he discovered the identity of the person carrying the cross, he knew this was the king. This is the one he had been seeking. And now he's in danger. So he had an idea. I'll take my last pearl, my last gift, and I'll go bribe the captain again, like I did last time, and save his life. Just as he started down the street with his pearl, a little girl came running up saying, my father's in debt and they're taking me away. Can you please, please help me? Artaban had to stop and think for a minute. He was so close to the king he had been seeking all of this time. He'd been waiting for this moment longer than he can imagine. He hesitated just a minute, but then he drew out the pearl from his cloak. And he gave it to the guards to buy the girl's freedom. And as he thought about it, and he was disappointed and just struggled with all the emotions, the skies around him became dark. There was violent shaking on the ground as the earthquake around him hit. A pillar crumbled and struck him in the head, and Artaban fell to the ground. The young girl that he had just saved came running up to help him, and as she cradled his head, she heard him speaking in a far-off voice. Oh no, my lord, when did I see you hungry and feed you? When were you thirsty and I gave you a drink? Or naked and I brought you clothing? When did I see you sick or in prison and visit you? I have looked for you for so many years and I have never seen your face. I have never ministered to you, Lord, in your time of need. But then he heard a low, sweet voice, so soft, that most people couldn't hear it, but the girl who held him could hear it. And she heard it say, do not worry, Artaban, for the way that you cared for others shows how much you love me. Artaban smiled as he passed away because he knew the king that he had sought all these years had received all of his gifts. You see, Artaban never set out on his journey to help people in need. His goal was to meet and to worship the king. But in his helping others, that's how he met and worshiped Jesus. And that's the gift that all of us have to offer. We just celebrated Christmas yesterday. And we prepared all during Advent to meet the little baby, the baby in the manger. We hear the story on Christmas Eve. We sing the carols we worship. But we're also called to remember that Jesus didn't stay a baby. He didn't stay in the manger. He grew up and he served. And he taught each of us and calls us to serve too. Now things might not always go our way. 
Our plans and dreams get pushed aside by life, and sometimes we even feel like we have failed. This story is a beautiful reminder that nothing in our lives is a waste. We may feel lost, but along the way, we find wonderful ways to serve, to keep learning, and move forward in love in each new day. But how do we move forward when life keeps getting in our way? Well, like Artaban, we can journey in love with purpose. What do you think potential love looks like? Well, I recently um, was reading a book by Bell Hooks, and she was pretty prolific about writing about love, and I love this quote of hers. She says, The moment we choose to love, we begin to move against domination and against oppression. The moment we choose to love, we begin to move towards freedom in an act in ways that liberate ourselves and liberate others. You see, when we love intentionally and move forward choosing to love at every given opportunity, it's not really going to matter how much life gets in our way. We're going to discover along the way that we can make a difference on every, at every stop on our journey. We tear down the walls that keep us apart, and we discover the freedom that love can bring to ourselves and to those around us. When we choose to love with purpose, moving past the warm, fuzzy feelings that love can bring, and we love even when it's uncomfortable and hard, that's when we find a new way to love. That's when the teachings of Jesus that to love our neighbor as ourselves really comes into fruition, into reality in our world. When we choose to love with purpose, we find ourselves really showing how much we love God. And like Artaban, we do it every step along the way. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.